Hello, everybody. Welcome to Fun on Weekdays podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Jenna, and I'll be guiding you through the next 30 to 40 minutes of today's episode. Before we get started, is today anyone's first episode? (laughs) If you guys can't tell, this is my instructor voice. Um, So you probably already read the title for this episode. I'm talking all about my experience going through fitness instructor training. It's a lot of words. Wow. Because I finally bit the bullet, made the decision to just jump head first and go through training to become a bar instructor. And you may be wondering, wait, what? I thought you said you were going to be a Pilates instructor months ago. And I was. Turned out that was not for me. There's a whole story to it. And before I get into today's episode all about um, just fitness instructor journey, I wanted to share just some quick life updates. Number one, addressing the elephant in the room. I am orange as hell today because I went to the CMT awards last night and I did a little self tanning. I have not self tanned in probably like six months. I don't know. I've been ditching the self tanner lately. Uh, Alex Cooper has been inspiring me. I just feel like sometimes when I self tan, I look really dirty and it ages me and then it doesn't make my makeup look as good. So I did self tan. That's probably why I'm very orange in this video. Just ignore it. Okay. If you don't watch my podcast episode, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you do, my podcast is also available on YouTube for anyone who likes to watch. So yeah, last night I went to the CMTs. It was hosted here in Austin, which was so cool. It was our first awards show that's ever been in Austin. And it was at the Moody Center, which is a huge, huge arena. And you're probably wondering, why were you invited? (laughs) Well, I thought the exact same thing. Don't worry. Uh, Paramount Plus and Walmart Plus invited me and Connor as kind of like, I don't even, I don't even know. They just invited us. And so the CMTs was partly sponsored by Paramount and Walmart and they got to send people that they wanted to. So they picked us and yeah, we walked the red carpet, which was actually green slash teal. Um, and it was insane. Like I've never seen anything like it right before. So basically you go into the Moody center and everything is blocked off for production. There's a bunch of curtains everywhere and it's, I don't know, it's crazy. It seems like it's like a movie set. So anyways, we go through the red carpet and we see Carrie Underwood walk through the crowd of people. And then beyond that, there's the press red carpet. So there's like two, there's one that's public and there's one that's private. And so the red carpet was actually inside, which was really weird. I was not expecting that. I thought it was going to be outdoors. I don't, I've only ever pictured the red carpet as like at the Grammys or uh, the Oscars or something. So it was inside and we wait in line for the photographers or for the press or honestly, I have no idea who's in charge of it. They call you in there. And so before you go, they put your name on this postcard, the photographers or the paparazzi, whatever you want to call them, they take a photo of the name cards. And then all of the photos that follow, they know when they go back through to submit the photos for press are all of this specific person. So right before us was Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood walks in. We were supposed to go. And then Carrie walks in and we're like, oh, (laughs) Carrie, all you, all you girl, you are way more important than us. No one gives a shit to take a picture of us. And so, uh, you guys, her legs look even more insane in person. Like it's just wild. If you look up Carrie Underwood, CMT 2023, look at the photo of her legs. It's ridiculous. It, it almost looks like it's Photoshop because her calves are just like protruding out of her legs. It looks like you could pop them. It's insane. So she went and then Travis Kelsey came in 
And so he was right before us. And then we went. And so basically you walk on this little carpet. There's all these photographers everywhere and they are all yelling your name, just like you would imagine in a movie or something. They're like, Jenna, Jenna, over here, over here, to your left, to your right, straight forward, give us a smile. <laughs> it's so weird because I know for a fact, they're like, who the fuck is this girl? Who is this girl and her boyfriend? Like, you know, I'm not gonna sell myself short. Actually, I, I was invited there. I'm very proud of myself. That was a really cool opportunity. And yeah, I, I don't need to make fun of myself for it. So anyways, there's three like little sections. And so you go and stand on this tape, you pose, you do a couple snaps, and then you go to the next set of tapes. And so you get all the angles, all the angles, good and bad. And then once you hit the third, you just walk all the way to the end and then you're done. Then we went inside, we watched the awards show. It was so cool to see it in person because it's recorded live. And I've only ever seen it on TV. So I didn't realize that it's all produced. I don't know. Really, really cool. So grateful to have been there. Thank you to Walmart and Paramount for sending us insane opportunity once in a lifetime. Another update is you guys may have seen, I did a Taylor Swift Eras tour giveaway. I gave away two tickets for the April 22nd show in Houston. That's actually the show that I'm going to be at. I bought tickets for it and I surprised my best girlfriend, Lily, to come with me. So I'm really excited to do a girls weekend. But the only reason why I'm able to even get those tickets is because people like you who are listening support me and have provided opportunities through social media that I'm able to make an income from it. And then I use that to eventually, obviously, buy tickets. Unfortunately, I had to buy tickets uh, resale. So candidly, a lot of people are like, how'd you get tickets? Like, where'd you find them for sale? You guys, I was counting my blessings and hoping that I wasn't getting scammed because I bought them resale from Vivid Seats and what was the other one? Not SeatGeek, StubHub. Vivid Seats and StubHub. So you buy the tickets and then you get an email that's like, your tickets will be delivered on so-and-so day. And one of my ticket sets were supposed to be delivered within two weeks. I'm like, holy shit, two weeks? That's a long time. Like, why don't they just send it right now? Because the person who originally bought it, they sell it. And I guess what I envision is kind of like Facebook marketplace is you post it when you get the notification that someone buys it, then you have to send it and you have two weeks to send it. And if not, then like you claim it as scam. So anyways, I got both sets of tickets. So me and Lily are sitting in section 129 and I couldn't get four tickets all together. And plus I just figured, you know, whoever wins the giveaway, they might just want to like have their own night. Like (laughs) I don't want to just assume that they want to hang out with me all weekend. And I want them to just have their time with their friend or whoever they ended up bringing. And so their seats are like literally just a couple of seats away from us. Um, Very, very close to our section. I think their section is 130. So My friend Megan was at the show in Arlington this past weekend, and we actually have basically the exact same seats. She sent me photos, and it looks like it's going to be a really good view, so I'm so excited. I am wearing this gold jumpsuit that's probably going to make my legs chafe so bad. It's all beaded, and um, it's like a little leotard. I was going to wear this gold fringe dress, but then I was like, you know what? When am I ever going to wear a leotard ever in public? Like, And it looks so similar to some of the outfits that Taylor has been wearing. So I'm really, really excited. Um, Sherry Hill was so kind to let me borrow it. They dressed me for the CMT awards. And while I was there, we made all these TikToks with Taylor Swift inspired outfits. And they're like, you have to take the jumpsuit. And if you don't take it, like we're not letting you borrow anything else to wear because you have to wear this. Not actually. They didn't actually say that. They were not forcing me or anything, but 
It's really cute. I'm really excited. The little fringe thingies, I feel like will be uncomfortable by the end of the night, but beauty is pain, right? Speaking of, most of the feedback that I've gotten so far, at least the advice, which I'm sure you guys already know too, is that you should not wear heels because people have been getting to these shows at like 7.30 a.m. There was a TikTok that I saw of these girls who were sitting on the lawn at 7.30 waiting for the merch booth to open and the show doesn't go on until like I think 8 o'clock. So you're just sitting there for 12 freaking hours. They were so committed to the merch. I don't know if I have it in me, but I am going to try to get some merch. We'll see. I know you can order it online. There's just a big back order for it. So you probably won't get it for months, but that's a good thing to take in consideration. If you're going to one of the shows later in the year or in like a couple months, I would pre-order the merch now to try and get it shipped by the time you go to the concert. So I'm really excited for that. The girl who won the giveaway, her name is Jolie. And so the way it worked basically was when I decided I wanted to do a giveaway, I don't know if you guys know this, I made a TikTok about it, but you have to basically claim anything over the value of $600 as an income. So anybody who goes on a game show and they win a car or a new kitchen table or something, if it exceeds $600, they have to pay taxes on that. So obviously the tickets were very expensive and they were around like 2,800 for the two of them. And then the hotel that I got was 800 for the two nights. So the overall total of the prize was like $3,600. And I know what you're thinking. Some people are like, well, why would you have to claim that as income if you could technically just write it off as a gift? The thing about that, and I've done so much research about giveaways is that when there is a chance, quote unquote, of winning the prize, it's then considered a giveaway. If the gift is just given to one person directly with no chance of any other people getting it, then it could be a gift. So like if I wanted to give my sister tickets to Taylor Swift, she would not need to claim them as income. Also too, like from an employer, or not employer, but also from a brand standpoint, I would like file this in my taxes, of course. So I would then send this 1099 or whatever it's called to the person who won to then basically say that like I spent this as an expense for my taxes at the end of the year. Now, I was going back and forth with my managers at J1S because they helped me with all of this. They're like, we really need to create a whole rules and regulation page with lawyers to explicitly say all of the detailed rules because Taylor Swift fans are insane. And so if there was any type of loophole, I am pretty confident that somebody would try and find it um, with a lack of rules and regulations. So I wanted to just cover all bases and make sure that I was good. So all of the rules were online. So I'm talking to J1S because I at first did not understand the idea of why you have to pay taxes on it, but it's technically considered an income. Anyways, I'm like, what if I just send them the money that they would then pay for the taxes on the prize? And they're like, yeah, you can do that but it gets to a certain point where like it's just a continuous circle because if the tax amount that you sent them is greater than $600, then they would have to pay taxes on the $600. Do you get what I'm saying? It's just a continuous loop. So that was something interesting that I learned recently. And now you guys just learned it as well. But it makes sense when Mr. Beast does these huge giveaways on YouTube and stuff or people win giveaways on game shows, sometimes they just end up 
selling the thing because you can't afford the taxes on it. Like you have to pay even though it's technically free. So that's what I am doing is I'm paying the taxes for it, but there is going to be a portion that I actually can't cover because it's just one continuous loop. But the rules for the giveaway was A, follow me and my podcast on Instagram and then just sign up for the newsletter. Like three simple things. I've seen so many giveaways before where it's like, follow these 50 accounts, like the past 10 photos, comment, blah, 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 blah. And there's like so many rules, but I don't really know how people are actually tracking that because when it comes to picking a winner, you use an automated generator thing and you can only select so many different credentials. So unless you're going through it manually to see if people actually did the things that you needed them to, it's just really hard. So we used a generator we select the credentials, which is just following and a comment. And then from there, it spit out the name Jolie and her profile. So then I go to message her. I say, hey, what is the email that you signed up for for the newsletter? Because I have the newsletter on a timestamp. So they had to have signed up for the newsletter before midnight the day before. And she sends me her email. Look it up. She's, she was already signed up for the newsletter, which was really cool. It was not a requirement that whoever won had to be like a longtime follower. I knew there were going to be people who just followed because they wanted to win something, which was really not the point of it. Like the point of the giveaway was not to gain followers, but in order to win a giveaway, you have to have some type of credentials. So following someone is definitely the easiest thing to track. So I FaceTime Jolie. She, I, she already knew it was coming and I recorded that and I learned more about her. She's 21. She lives in Florida. She goes to FSU. She's a student and she's bringing her sister to the concert for the girls weekend. So I'm really excited to meet her. And if you guys didn't win this giveaway, don't lose hope because I am planning to do another one, but I don't want to give away too many details. So just stay tuned. Keep an eye out in the newsletter. And if you're not subscribed to the newsletter yet, go subscribe to it. I try to keep it very like uplifting and motivating each week. There's a blog topic and something fun for you to do. There's new episode links. Sometimes we have exclusive discounts in there. We also upload all of our ticket sales to the newsletter first for any fun on weekdays events. So you get first access to the events because sometimes they go really, really quick. And this was my best solution to making sure that people who are like truly, you know, invested in fun on weekdays get their first round. So Our next event is a winery tour in Austin. It'll be 50 girls and you're going to go to three wineries. There's charcuterie. There's um, three wineries. Oh, and you do three tastings and there's like five wines per tasting. So that's a little crazy. (laughs) Transportation is included. Gratuity is included. All the things. So I'm really excited for that. Unfortunately, I won't be there because I'll be in Houston. But this is the first event that we're going to do and just kind of like organize it for other people to come to. So we'll see how that goes. And yeah, more events in the future. So keep an eye out on the newsletter for those tickets. You guys know that TikTok sound that's like, no sleep, bus, to the club, another club, party. That I feel like is Macy's, but with sales. So we just finished up the Macy's VIP sale on April 2nd. And they're like, don't worry, we got you. We're going to start another one two days later. So right now is the Macy's great shoe sale, which is probably my favorite sale of the entire year. I'm a sucker for shoes, always been a shoe gal. And you can get 40% off. 40% 
40% off of two or more pairs of shoes and you still get 30% off of one pair of shoes. They have all your favorite brands, including Steve Madden, Dolce Vita, Vince Camuto, Reebok, and so, so many more. So go shop your favorite shoes right now at Macy's.com and find my favorites at Macy's.com forward slash F-O-W. All right, now let's get into bar teacher training. This is what most of you are here to listen to anyways. So let me tell the backstory of how I got interested in becoming an instructor. When I was in college, I was working out because it was such a chore to me. I didn't really enjoy it mainly because I I was never confident in what I was doing. Like I would go to the gym and I would step on the Stairmaster, the elliptical, the treadmill, or like get on the weighted machines. And I had no idea what I was doing. And so I just kind of went because I felt like I needed to. And it wasn't until when I moved to Austin that I was introduced to fitness classes. Prior to this, I had never taken a yoga class, cycling, bar, nothing. I feel like I was opened up to this entire new world that I was just missing out on. And the fitness classes just became this really motivating and comforting, like safe space for me. So I started going to True Fusion in South Austin. It's on South Lamar. And it's basically this studio that has five different studios within it. So when you think about like Soul Cycle or Solid Core, those places are very focused specifically on cycling or specifically on Pilates. And for me, I couldn't justify getting a membership there because then that means I'd only have to do that. I'd only be able to do that one specific type of workout. So True Fusion, I loved because they have these five different studios and there's a ton of different classes going on. So they have cycling, bar, yoga, Pilates, kickboxing, kettle booty, dance classes. I mean, they have pretty much everything under the sun all in one studio. And when you have your membership, you can sign up for any single class. You're not limited to just one specific type of workout. And so for me, when I moved here, it was, you know, like the peak pandemic. Oh my God, it sounds weird to say those words. I feel like I haven't talked about it in a while, but it was peak COVID and I was going to this fitness studio. You had to wear a mask while you work out plus a freaking sweat shield. And it was absurd because a lot of the rooms are heated and the workouts were really freaking brutal to be honest. But especially during a time when nothing was really open fitness and going to these classes really became the highlight of my day. And that's why so much of what I do for fun now is kind of revolved around health and fitness because I just genuinely enjoy it. Like it's really fun. It's a highlight. And so over the past two years, I feel like I've gotten a lot more confident in myself when I am in the gym and it's become a very safe place. So one day last year I was taking a cycling class And by the way, if you've never taken one, you absolutely have to, you know, when you watch videos of people doing it, you're like, that looks so cheesy or tacky. And people are like dancing or whatever. I've seen TikToks where people make fun of them and they're like, oh my God, this looks horrible. It's like a, you know, it, whatever. And I took this class and Courtney Cordonado, I always say her last name wrong. Courtney, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. She was the instructor and we had just finished like a push where you are just going so as fast as you possibly can, as hard as you possibly can. You're dripping sweat. Your heart is beating faster than it's ever beat before. And you're pushing yourself past a limit that you ever thought possible. And she starts giving this motivational speech all about how like you have to let go of what people think about you. And if you are someone who really values people's opinions, then like this class is to let go of all of that and Whatever she was saying, it just really, really spoke to me and whatever I was dealing with at the time. And 
I just remember literally crying. And I'm like, is this, are these tears or is this sweat? Like, are my eyes sweating? Because my entire body was sweating. And it was just this really like empowering feeling. And I walked out of that class. I posted about it. I was like, I've never cried in a workout before. And if you've never had that feeling, I wish that upon everyone because it is, I mean, it's an inexplainable feeling to be so proud of yourself, to know that you're doing something so difficult because you're putting your mind to it and challenging yourself and growing. Like it's just a really insane feeling. So that moment I was like, wow, I would love to be an instructor because I want to make other people feel like this. And so last year I'd shared numerous times that I was just feeling really lost in my like career. I had been doing social media full time for a little over a year at that point. I had been going back to back to back with events and I feel like I lost my sense of purpose with it. At first, my purpose was to bring people together and, you know, to like empower people to meet new friends and to have fun. And over time, I just got so lost in like trying to prove something to people or mainly trying to prove something to myself. And as every event got bigger and more elaborate and more decorations, I just felt like I kept losing sense of like fulfillment with it, I guess. And so I had a moment last year where I really started questioning what I'm doing because I myself didn't know who I was and I'm still trying to figure that out. I talk about that all the time. I don't know if anyone ever really truly knows exactly who they are because even once they do, like it kind of changes just as life changes. But it was August last year that I was like, I don't know. I think I need some type of change because my full-time job is social media. It's the podcast. And after a bit of time, it gets easy to get absorbed with your online personality and to feel a little bit materialistic and you know, just selfish. And so I wanted to have a break from just doing social media and focusing entirely on it to focus on something else that I'm passionate about. But I just honestly had no idea where to start. So I started thinking to myself, okay, what do I enjoy? And there were three main things. There was makeup. I've always loved makeup. There was bridal. That's what I wanted to do before I, uh, you know, graduated college and before I ended up at TikTok and fitness. But fitness, I kind of rolled out immediately or at least sooner than the others because I was like, oh, I'm not fit enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not cut out to be a trainer because in my mind, I just didn't think that I was good enough and I was comparing myself to other people. And so I don't know. I think I was really hindered by that opinion of myself to really go full force with it. And so then I went into some other things like bridal. I interviewed at two places, which I gave an update about this before, but if you haven't listened to that episode, I interviewed at two places. Ultimately, the one place decided that they weren't looking for anyone at the time, which was kind of ironic because like, why did you, why did you interview me then? But I don't know. And then the second place, I didn't hear back for over a month. And so when I didn't hear back, I was like, okay, obviously I didn't get the job or, you know, whatever, maybe they decided something else. And so I started thinking about, okay, if that's not an option, what else can I do? So I decided I wanted to be a Pilates instructor. And mind you, I've taken the majority of my classes at True Fusion as either hot bar class or cycling. And I love cycling. I probably take the most cycling classes, but I personally don't think I would want to teach cycling because it's the one class that you actually have to do 
full out the entire time. Like you can't just get off your bike and walk around. Whereas in Pilates or bar, you can, you walk around the room, you fix form and you know, you kind of like talk through it and you don't have to do the whole exercise because I know in my heart, I was not in the best shape to have the endurance to go through all of that. So I decided against cycling and I thought, let's do Pilates because bar, I couldn't teach right away. I would have to wait until the spring in order to do teacher training and Pilates. I could start training basically right away. Something about me is I don't like to wait. I'm super impatient. And if I make a decision that I want to do something, I have to do it like right away. Otherwise I have way too much time to overthink it and doubt myself and then pull back and just decide against it. I really, really fixate on ideas. And then if I don't see it through almost immediately, it's like, it's that much harder for me to get the motivation to retry because I kind of get in my head where I'm like disappointed in myself, which is really not the best mindset to have. Like I shouldn't be disappointed if I don't do something in two days. You have to give yourself patience and grace to follow through with things. And so I decided I wanted to do Pilates. And before I could start training, they wanted me to take 10 additional classes. Because remember what I said, I didn't take that many Pilates classes at True Fusion. And so I got to, I think, class number seven. And I was struggling to get all of the 10 classes done because honestly, I kept making excuses. It was around the time of Thanksgiving. My family was in town. And then it was Christmas and then I was going back to Ohio. And when I did have time to go work out, I just didn't really want to go to Pilates. I wanted to do other things because Pilates at True Fusion is fucking intense. It's insane. It's like cardio hit. It's very high energy. And a lot of other Pilates classes are like really chill, kind of calming reformers Pilates. And this is not that. This is on the floor. It's like weightlifting. I don't know. It's just a lot. And so I realized after seven classes, okay, this is not for me. I don't personally like love taking these classes. So to love teaching it, I think would be difficult. And so again, I got really down on myself and I was feeling really guilty. And as more people on social media were asking me whatever happened with Pilates training, I felt like I was, I don't know, I felt fake if that's a good word, almost like I had kind of let people down or I wasn't sticking to my word because I'd shared that I was going to do this Pilates thing and then I just never saw it through. And I felt really guilty and down on myself about it. But in the meantime, I decided to hire two girls. So Gabby and Hallie are now my full-time girls at the office. We work here Monday through Friday around like 10 a.m. to five, sometimes six. It really just depends on the day, sometimes earlier which by the way, I do not believe that anyone needs to fully work eight hours a day. Like unless you're in the service industry or you're a nurse or a teacher or like you're working physically with people, an office job, you do not need to work eight hours a day. Like I think people are just filling up their calendar with calls that don't need to be calls. They can just be emails. And yeah, so that's my mentality when I'm here at work is if they are done with what they need to finish for the day, they don't need to fuck around and just like make, make use of themselves for like an additional three hours. Like I want you to leave and go enjoy your life and have a life outside of work. Like that's the whole point of what fun on weekdays is. So when I hired them, I started having a lot more free time myself, um, which is really great because I was able to offload some of the things that I'm not super great at that take me a lot longer onto Gabby who can make me graphic designs like 
literally in 30 minutes, whereas it would probably take me three hours and it would look like shit. And Hallie, who's now helping me plan the events, we've gotten through our schedule basically for the year. And um, yeah, we just, we've made so much progress that it's opened up more possibilities for me to focus on my other passions in life, which I feel like is so integral for me to truly feel like myself to actually make this podcast enjoyable. Because if I'm being honest, I feel like last year I was a little negative and it definitely portrayed in some of my content, not just on TikTok and Instagram, but like on the podcast too. And I hope that you can recognize my change in mentality lately. And I really think a lot of that is due to allowing myself to have fun again and not feel guilty about it. And now having help and good people around me that also believe in me too is so integral. So, so Hallie and I are planning this fitness event, right? With True Fusion. And as I'm emailing Nikki, the general manager at True Fusion, I'm like, this is so weird. When I told Nikki that I didn't want to do Pilates anymore, she was like, oh, maybe you should just wait it out until the spring when we do bar teacher training because it's a whole program and it's scheduled. And for whatever reason, it came back to mind. And I was like, oh, she never emailed me that. And then I look through all of my emails because at this point, I think I have like six or seven different accounts. I send all of my spam to the other accounts, but she did actually email my one personal account that I always just forget that I have. I have like one account that is legit, just personal. There's no business brands in there. There's no uh, email subscriptions or anything. It's just only people who have ever gotten it from me. And I look at it and lo and behold, I am not kidding you guys. It was March 24th when I opened the email and guess what? Training started on March 25th. And so it's 5 PM. I'm like about to pack up and leave the office. And I email Nikki back. I'm like, Nikki, what are the odds? I just saw this email that I can join tomorrow. Like, I know it's so last minute. It's totally okay if not, but I don't know. I just had this feeling in my gut, like, holy shit, I was supposed to see this today, even though it's so last minute. Like I am the kind of person that's very impulsive. And so I kind of liked the fact that I had no time to overthink it or talk myself out of it or tell myself that I wasn't good enough or strong enough or skinny enough or any of these things. And turns out she emails me back and she says, we actually printed an extra manual. We'll see you tomorrow. So the next day I show up to teacher training and I'm so happy that I did it. Like I've, I don't think I've ever felt as proud of myself as I do right now. Like it is really hard. I've taken a lot of fitness classes and when you're taking the class, you think to yourself, oh, I could do that. I could be a teacher. Okay, then do it. And I always had that mentality. And for whatever reason, I had something blocking me until until recently. So I show up and let me tell you about training. This is basically how the whole process works. It's three weekends long. We train Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. So basically the first night we show up there, there's eight girls in our training class and we go around the circle. We all say our names, what brought us there, what's our reasoning for wanting to be an instructor. And I'll share mine. So I said, I kind of shared with them, like I do social media, which at times can feel very materialistic and self-absorbed. And I just wanted a way that I can impact other people's lives and like make a positive change to help people feel more confident. And like, I don't know, I just want to be the highlight of someone's day. And I also want to challenge myself and do something new because that's what I always preach to other people. But realistically, when was the last time that I did that on like a larger scale? Day to day, yeah, you can challenge yourself, but like, 
I haven't really had a long-term goal that I've challenged myself at working towards. So this was something that I really just wanted to do for myself just to prove that I could do it. And if I get through training and I decide it's not for me, well then who cares? At least then I know that I tried and I gave it my all. And that's, that's all I needed in order to kind of like close that door and move on if I decide that this isn't for me. So go around the circle, share that. And all of the girls, by the way, are the nicest people I've probably ever met. I feel like I've made seven new, really good friends that I will 100% keep in touch with. Like everyone is just very inspiring and motivating and so kind and uplifting. It's the most positive environment that I've ever been in. And it really just inspires me on my day-to-day life. I just, I'm really, really happy that I've met the girls that I have. We go through the history of bar and just more about the class that we're going to be teaching, which is bar foundations. And at the beginning of the episode, I, I kind of gave you my script that we give at the beginning of a class, but we do say bar foundations is a more traditional style class. We'll focus on specific muscle groups for around 10 to 12 minutes. You'll burn, shake and sweat, and we'll follow each workout with a series of stretching to help lengthen and lean your muscles while increasing your flexibility. And that's exactly what the class is. It's very low impact. It's basically just these really tiny movements and isometric holds to focus on specific muscles. And unless you're focusing your mind to your muscle and slowing down and literally forgetting everything else in the world, you are not going to get the most out of this workout. And I feel like the reason why I love bar so much is because you don't have to be incredibly strong. You don't have to be in the best shape ever. All it takes is just mindset. Literally, that's it. Mindset and breath, focusing on what you're supposed to be flexing and making it the tiniest movement that you can. And you see results. It's like, it's so interesting. And I also feel so beautiful and pretty while I work out versus when I lift weights, sometimes I feel like badass <laughs> and sometimes I want to feel like that. But when I do bar, I just feel very like, I don't know, I feel pretty and I feel empowered. And I love when I walk out of a, a studio and I want everyone to have that feeling. So basically that's what we learned on the first day. We go through the whole training. They say what we're going to do for the next three weeks. And so it's three weekends long. And luckily I have been traveling so much, but for whatever reason, these three weekends, I'm actually not traveling at all. I am in Austin. So I felt like that was also a sign too, that I was meant to do this right now. It wasn't supposed to work out when I did Pilates the first time. I was supposed to learn something from that and I did, and I came back stronger and now I'm fully committing to it and it's just working out. So Saturday, we were then given the script to basically learn our first segment of the class. So we start with our warm up. And you don't realize how much goes into instructing a fitness class until you're given a script and you're given the the anatomy of each bone and muscle that we work and just articulating exactly how to guide people through a class. Instead of saying, like, do a push-up, you have to basically break down the entire setup for how people should even get into a push-up position. Like, you have to teach them everything and you only have 60 minutes to do it. So that was the most challenging thing for me is just understanding how to change my vocabulary and articulate my words. So there's a formula that you learn and it's verb plus body part plus direction. So it would be like, let's see, squeeze your hamstring to lift your foot up or bend your knees to align your feet in front of your hips. Instead of just saying like, bend your knees, you know, you have to give context to it and 
it's been really, really difficult to just completely rewire my brain while memorizing that plus the setup of the move, plus the actual move itself, plus the musicality of it, you know, doing things to the beat of the music and using breath and then also correcting form, walking around the room and fixing people who are doing things incorrectly. And then also remembering like, oh, fuck, what's next? And so it was really difficult. Then the second day of training, we had to get up on a podium with music on and teach to the seven girls in the class. And mind you, we all just met each other. We're all like, we all have different levels of comfortability when it comes to speaking in front of others. And I thought that I was like comfortable and confident because I do a podcast. Like this is what I do. I stand behind a microphone every week and I talk to people, but it's different when you're in front of people and you're timed and there's a whole script plus choreography plus music that you have to incorporate. It's a completely different ball game. So I was totally out of my element. I felt very insecure. Some of the other girls were just crushing it. And it's easy to get in your head and think, oh my God, I'm not as good as them. I don't want to get up there. I'm going to embarrass myself. But with every time that I get up in front of people, I truly feel like I'm growing individually, not as just like an instructor, but just my confidence. I'm building my confidence as I do this because every time you do something hard or challenging or you make a mistake, you grow from that. And so the first time that I went through my sequence, I had so many mistakes. And after each person goes, our instructor Nikki goes through and she gives us critiques and feedback on things that we need to change or improve. And so mine was, I kept saying, we're going to. So basically after every single move, I'd be like, next we're going to do forearm planks or now we're going to turn onto our backs And you have to cut all of those filler words out. So basically it has to be as direct as physically possible. Bring your right hip or waist touching the bar. Extend your right arm to hold the bar. Place your left hand around your waist, gripping the bar. Squeeze your hamstring, squeeze your glutes to lift your left heel. I'm not kidding. Like even just to learn that has been so freaking hard. The next time you guys are in a fitness class, pay attention to how the instructor articulates all of the movements because it is like an art in itself. And I never appreciated it because when you're in class, you're just focusing on yourself. Like you're only really listening to the instructor. If you feel like you're doing something wrong or you're looking for guidance or something doesn't feel right, then you start being more present. But now, wow. So just pay attention to how much they move around the room and they make these changes and they keep the pace of the room. Plus they're giving everyone energy and motivation. It's really, really inspiring. So That was probably the number one mistake that I've had so far is just, uh, you know, not saying things correctly. Second mistake is not practicing. We are given the sequence and the script that night. And then you have the night and the very first of the morning to learn it and then teach it to everyone again. So it's not a lot of time. Uh, We leave the studio around like 630 on Saturday and then we're back up on Sunday at 1 p.m. So you have like the night and then you have the morning to practice, which is good. We do have a little bit of time, but you're so physically tired that I slept as soon as I got home on the first weekend. I didn't practice like literally at all. And the the next morning, it was almost like I didn't have enough time to practice yet. So I got up there to do my next segment, which was arms. And I was so flustered. The music wasn't working. I was not comfortable with the music at all. I didn't know the beat. And I had to restart like three times. So my music restarted twice. And then I was like, I'm so thrown off by this. Can someone else please go? 
someone else goes, I, you know, gather myself. I'm like talking through my script again and I get up to do it a third time. And it wasn't perfect by any means. I definitely had a lot of mistakes. I still said, we're going to, I said, now I said a lot of verbal tics that we're not supposed to say, and I'm not perfect at all. And so to not be perfect at something has been really helpful to just grow and give yourself grace and like not feel bad about it because we're in an environment where we're all learning something new and challenging ourselves and being out of our comfort zone and you shouldn't be embarrassed. So my second biggest mistake is not doing enough homework. Third is just not feeling myself. I've been trying to sleep more, um, but I've been going to bed so late because I'm like stressed that I need to stay up and learn this and then I don't go to bed early and then, you know, I just need to sleep more and drink more water and eat a little bit more. So those are my biggest challenges. So like I said, it's a three weekend program, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it's nine full days of training. So essentially you go through each segment of class and you only teach it once and then you never teach it again. So it's crazy. If you don't continue to do the work outside of the studio, you're going to forget everything that you already learned. Like last week we learned warm up, arms and legs. And this week we're already on to glutes and abs and then the cool down and stretching. And so if I don't keep up with it, I'm just going to completely forget everything. Every time I'm in the car or I'm in the shower, I put on the playlist and I say it out loud to myself. And the more that I practice, the more comfortable I get. But you really find growth every time you get up in front of people because that's when you have all the other factors of, you know, people watching you. It's just different when you're in front of people. After the nine days, you then have two weeks basically to test out. And so, yes, after you finish the whole training, that does not mean that you graduate and you get your certification. You have to test out and you can test out numerous times if you don't pass it the first it's basically a private class where people from the training come and take your class people from the studio come and take it and then you can invite friends and family if you want to and you get tested and this is the first time that you've ever publicly put every single piece of what you've learned together in one class for a full 60 minutes and you're not supposed to use your script you're not supposed to use your book you can but like ultimately they're they're basing whether you pass or not on whether they're confident that you could get in front of a public class tomorrow that people are like paying to be at and you would put on like a great class. So I'm really nervous for that day to come. I'm feeling a lot better now. Second weekend, I'm feeling a lot more tired than the first. Like the first weekend you go into it with really high hopes and high energy and you're just on top of the world because you're excited for something new. The second weekend, I think it really starts to hit where you're like, oh my God, I'm physically and mentally exhausted. When I get home from this, I don't want to focus on it anymore. I have other things going on in life. Like I'm trying to see my friends. I'm trying to be in a relationship. I'm trying to take care of my dog. I'm also trying to take care of myself while also being, you know, focused at work. And so it's been a lot for sure the second weekend, but I'm feeling a lot better now. So this upcoming weekend will be my last and then I'll have to test out. And so once you test out, here's the thing is you don't automatically become an instructor at the studio. You would get your certification and then you can go and teach anywhere that would accept just a general certification. Some studios, you have to have the specific certification. Um, But I think technically I could go and teach at like Equinox or Castle Hills, another gym here, or like a country club. 
Um, and if I wanted to teach at True Fusion, which I personally do, you have to audition and then be accepted. And once you audition, if you are accepted, you only become a sub. You don't just automatically get your own time on the calendar. Like you have to work for that. So as a sub, you have to just pick up classes whenever there's last minute cancellations. And so you don't have the freedom of your own schedule necessarily. You just have to kind of do it whenever it fits. And True Fusion is so booked up right now. It's like you're on a wait list to get into bar class for over a week. And so there's not even really any time on the schedule to create other classes because every single room is just booked all the time. Um, Usually you can get into the class like people always drop out, but That is one thing if you're thinking about becoming a fitness instructor is it's not necessarily the most reliable because you're not guaranteed to actually become an instructor just because you go through training. And that's one thing that I've had to tell myself is that this is not going to be handed to me like in any way. I have to work for this. And if I don't work for it, A, it's going to show and I'm going to flop during my test out. And B, I'm just never going to see it through. Nothing's ever going to come of this unless I work for it and I make it happen. And that is one of my mottos that I say all the freaking time is whatever you want in life, you go and make it happen. And you are the one thing that's standing in the way of doing exactly that. And so this has been a test to myself to just prove that like, okay, I can do it. Nothing is getting in my way. It's just myself. It's just the voices in my head. It's just my mentality, just my work ethic. And I just need to focus so hard on this because the reward is, it's so close. I can feel it in my fingertips. I'm so, so close. Don't back out now, no matter how tired I am. A lot of people have messaged me and they've said, oh my God, I'm so inspired by this. Like, I love how you're just going after whatever it is you want. And I have to acknowledge the fact that I'm so privileged to be able to do that. A lot of people don't have the freedom in their schedule to just give up three weekends to go and become a bar instructor just because they want to. A lot of people don't have the money in order to pay for classes in order to get their certification. And I just want to say that I'm very grateful that social media has allowed me the flexibility in order to do that. I also know that doing this is not going to be a full-time job for me. And just like many people, you have to have a full-time career in order to support this as a hobby because Here's where we get into the financials that everyone wants to know. The training, it was a $599 deposit that you hold in order to place your hold in the training program, which because I did it a day before, I had to do everything up front. You have to pay for everything before the first day of training. Now you can split it up over time. If you want like three months in order to pay for it in increments, you can, but the actual class itself training was $1,599. So grand total is $2,200. And once you graduate and you become an instructor, at least at this studio, you start off by making $35 per class that you instruct. So let's just do some basic math, you guys. $2,200 divided by $35 is I think like 62 classes. So there's 52 weeks in a year. In order to make your money back and just break even so you're not out money, you would have to teach one class a week. And like I said, if you're a sub, you don't have the flexibility to just pick up one class a week because you don't know if you're going to even have one class a week where there is a cancellation. So that is a downfall. A hundred percent is the lack of stability with it, I guess. And another downfall is that like in order to make a livable income from it, you would have to work at the studio full time as a salaried employee. And you wouldn't just be an instructor. You'd probably have to have some type of managerial role or, 
or something. I actually don't know. I know Nikki, the girl who is our trainer, she is a full-time employee, but she also runs the training programs. She manages the entire studio and she's an instructor. She teaches multiple classes a week, but the classes itself, you don't get paid a lot of money to do. And so most people who are fitness instructors are just doing it solely because it is a passion of theirs. And it's because it's something that is fulfilling and impactful to, you know, help other people fall in love with fitness and just be a highlight of their day. So the cost is probably one of the most hindering things for why people don't get into being an instructor is because it's just a lot of money with no guarantee. You can pay $2,200, you can get through training, you can finish all classes. It doesn't mean you're going to be an instructor. It doesn't mean you're going to be hired. It doesn't mean you're going to start teaching in three weeks. And unless you are continuously practicing, if you get your certification and then it's two months go by and you're trying to audition for a place, like if you're not continuously practicing outside of the studio, you're just going to forget everything that you learned. Like you have to keep up with it. So it's a huge time commitment and a huge mental commitment as well, because anytime I'm doing anything now, bar is like in the forefront of my mind. It's honestly really distracting. And I'm hoping that like once this is over, I can have a little bit of peace of mind and stop being so anxious. But overall, I am so glad that I did this. Like I'm challenging myself in a way that I never have before. And I know a lot of people that follow me have considered trying something like this and whether it's being a fitness instructor or something entirely different, I just want to encourage you and remind you that like you literally can. You need to take yourself out of the equation, stop being your own roadblock and just put your mind to it. Don't overthink it. Don't doubt yourself. Just say fuck it and do it. So my fun weekday activity for you guys is to find a bar studio near you and go and take a class. If you've never taken a bar class, it's such a beautiful workout And it's really, really freaking hard. So I hope you guys enjoyed. And that's the end of today's episode. Next week, we have another guest episode. We have Kate Snedeker. She is the founder of Gray for Glioblastoma. She talks all about the nonprofit that she started for her dad and how influencers like Alex Earl have just really highlighted her nonprofit. And so really great uplifting episode for next week. And I'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. Bye. (laughs) 